podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Basketball's coming to town, basketball's coming to town, basketball's coming to town. Scott's making a list, Grant's checking it twice, they're gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Basketball's coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Ho, 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 boys. The boys are back. Uh, things have been better, but at the end of the day, we're still. K-State fans, so we're going to be okay. Uh, This show, even as sad as it may be, is sponsored to you guys by MyBookie.ag. Hey, are you sad about losing to Marquette and a lackluster bowl bid? Well, get a gambling addiction. Go to MyBookie.ag. Use promo code CHAIR for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000. A 100% deposit match up to $1,000, um, and it's a good time. Starting on the 12th of December, they're going to be doing 12 and or 13 days of giving where they're just giving away free plays, different prop bets, uh, juiced payouts, all sorts of great stuff. So there's never been a better time to get over to my bookie. And our other promo is Blue Chew. They're back. Chew it and do it. Same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Grant, I think you're pretty passionate about this product. Tell the boneheads what they might get if you use Blue Chew. Um, It's more that I just keep forgetting to cancel it, and then I keep getting it, so I just just keep eating it, and then it it works. It does work really, really well. Um, Yeah, I would totally recommend it. You can take it pretty much any time. It works fast, Um, and, you know, do it. It's great. It does work really, really well, so I'll say that. Well, chew it and do I, it, maybe. Yes, chew it and do it. I love it. What I do not love is the game K-State played yesterday versus Marquette. Um, both of us were there. Um, before we get into it, just real quick, we both also went to the bootleg and basketball whiskey and bourbon event over in the East Side Suites and Clubs. Uh, at the football stand before it. Again, uh, we're big fans of when K-State does stuff like this. I think there might be hoops and hops in the Westside Stadium Center later on uh, later on in the winter. But uh, did you enjoy yourself at that event? I did. I'm always I'm always going to go to these. I think they're fun. Um, gives you a little little peek into the sweet life. Um, last year, you know, we were hoops and hops on the west side, which was really cool. Um, I think they just do a really good job of setting it up, and you get to meet people. You get to see people that you haven't seen for a while. Um, and last night was cool. Got to try a lot of, you know, bourbon that I probably I probably wouldn't have tried um, had I not been there. So it's fun. I love it. I'm always going to go to those events. Along with the uh, show-stopping uh, peanut butter whiskey, 
Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to try that. Um, it was pretty good. It's like – it tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup. It's crazy. There's barely a hint of whiskey at all. Yeah, it was a really fun event uh, put on by the great people over at the fan services and marketing over at K-State. Again, we'll uh, be sure to talk about hoops and hops when that becomes available for later this season. And we loved running into all the boneheads that came up to us yesterday. You guys are all great people. Whenever you see us out and about, be sure to come say hi and chat a little K-State with us. So let's get into the disappointing basketball game. But again, uh, me being my uh, new positive self, I do also want to talk real quick. Do you think there will ever be a basketball game played this year amongst any teams that was a better jersey matchup because i thought well we already talked about k-state's uniforms maybe being the best of all time those marquette uniforms are also pretty choice yeah i liked them it was a very good very good matchup um i don't know i mean i like marquette's whole color scheme and i liked that they're jordan i wasn't like obsessed with their uniforms yesterday i think they've had better ones in the past but it was a good matchup for sure. I mean, all white against all maybe with you know the detail that was added to that was pretty damn good. And seeing those um, you know those cat script ones in person on a body, man, they look really really good. Especially with those uh, lavender shoes as well. Ooh. I agree. I agree. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get into the game. Um, Seventy three sixty five. Um, just did not uh, just did not have enough. Um, honestly. The second half, if you look at just the box score, 39-34, you beat them. But when you go into the half down 13, um, that's just not going to get it done. I think uh, – here, let, let me ask you this question. If going into the game, someone's going to tell you Marcus Howard was going to go 16 of or 6 of 16 from the field, only score 19 points, would you have taken that? Yeah, I mean – What's his averaging? I know he's like the leading scorer in the country. He dropped 45 on us last year, so I think that that would be a pretty good compromise. Um, yeah, I think I would take that. Would you? Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, coming into the game, or into that game, he had scored 38, 18, 18, 11, 40, 51, 6, and 19. Um, so he actually has kind of, you know, been a little bit boomer bust, but especially with what he did to us last year. Um, he definitely would have taken that output. Um, sadly, he got a little bit more help than, uh, you know, he has almost all season uh, with his teammates. I mean, they were, especially in that first half, almost unconscious from three points. Yeah. Um, what, what was going through your head watching? And honestly, it was a lot of the time contested shots rain in from deep uh, playing them. It's It just was not a sight that I enjoyed watching. No, it was gross. Um, <laughs> it was just one of those games where it felt like they couldn't miss, and they kind of they kind of didn't miss. What were they, 12 of 22 for from three? I mean, that's over 50, 50%. That's pretty damn good. Um, and, of course, we had struggles from struggles from three shooting our typical, you know, percentage around 30 percent so i don't know i feel like they actually had a lot of open threes which was pretty annoying but they hit they hit them i mean regardless if they were open or not it felt like they were hitting all night um i don't know is it a lack of our defensive positioning like what is it i i don't know were they just hot yesterday or are we going to be struggling with this all year no i think they were hot um i uh, 
I, I, yes, there were some open shots, but at least in my head when I was watching it, I thought we were contesting a lot of them. So I, I'm not overly worried about the def- defensive performance. Again, we, this is only one of what the second time we've allowed someone in the seventies or yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause Bradley got into 70. So I'm, I'm not overly worried about that, but it does come back to the typical uh, early season offensive struggles. The difference between this year and maybe some of them years past is, Hey, it's not even, you know, you're not even on Christmas break yet. You've already dropped three. Yeah. You're at a position where it doesn't matter if you turn it on in big 12 play or not. You're going to have to, I mean, I don't want to say win out a non-conference play because anything can happen, but I mean, you, 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 pr- you probably do need to beat Mississippi State up in New Jersey. You have to beat St. Louis and Kansas City, and you have to get the Tulsa monkey off your back on the 29th. Otherwise, I mean, it, you're going to have to win, it, go 10-8 and eight or better in Big 12 play regardless at this point, but you're almost getting to a point where if you drop, you know, two of three of those games versus Mississippi State, St. Louis, and Tulsa, then all of a sudden I don't know if 10-8 and eight is going to be good enough to get into the tournament. And at least on this show, I know not everyone was saying this uh, in, in K-State world, and definitely not everyone nationally was saying it, but everyone we brought on the show was saying, hey, this is still a tournament team. Um, so uh, where is your confidence level? Where are you feeling – uh, when you're looking down the barrel of, uh, you know, finishing out the non-conference with that schedule before you start the gauntlet that is Big 12 play? Um, I'm not right yet. I'm not ready to throw in the towel just yet on the tournament, but um, we're in a spot where, I mean, we're on thin ice, most definitely. And I wouldn't say that we'd have to necessarily win out in a non-conference, but I think four losses max is is survivable for the tournament, but that would that would put a lot of pressure on our our league campaign. So, and the big 12 is tough, you know, we got to play round Robin every team. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know how the league is perceived top to bottom this year. Honestly, I haven't been playing, paying too much attention to, you know, the rest of the big 12, but typically a pretty strong league. So uh, after watching us, you know, enough, I just don't know if we're going to be have it in us to finish 10 and eight. I mean, we have a lot of issues that I feel like need to be ironed out. I think the team itself is good enough to play in the tournament, but you know, talent-wise, I just think uh, we have a lot of things we need to iron out. Our roles are all confused, and I think that I don't know. I, I just don't see how we're going to be able to fix our scoring issues. Well, you say the <clears throat> roles are all confused. What do you think of all those roles or all those situations? Is the biggest roadblock into figuring it out and getting to a point where this team can at least attempt to uh, get back on track and start thinking about postseason play. All right. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a basketball guru, but I think we're all, we're all well familiar with our problems, you know, at the fo- at the four and five position, you know, beyond Mac, there's big question marks. We're not getting a whole lot out of Levi. Um, Montavious Murphy has been a nice surprise. Antonio Gordon has been a nice surprise, but you know, we all know our our problems, um, our issues with the lack of big men. But I think the biggest surprise for me is um, the issues at the guard position. Um, we mentioned it before a couple episodes ago that you know, do we want guard? Do we want Cardi playing the one? I think you know, after watching us 
finally really in person and very closely. I don't think this team can have Cardi at the one, but and be successful because I think he's trying to do too much. Um, but the biggest surprise for me is you know just getting absolutely nothing you know out of Sean Neal Williams and David Sloan. Um, you know Sean Neal Williams or Sean Williams, sorry, not Neal, but Sean Williams played five minutes last night in probably our biggest game. He's been pretty much a non-factor this year. And I just don't think David Sloan has enough in his locker really to be that main point guard. I mean, he's decent at – I don't know. He just He's just not very explosive. Um, last night he, when he tried to be explosive, he turned the ball over twice, and I don't know. I just – who do you think should play guard? Because do you feel like Cardi is trying to do too much when he's at that one spot? I mean, I would much I mean- prefer him off the ball – much prefer him off the ball. I mean, I I agree. I Sean Neal Williams or Sean Williams. Uh, yeah, I screwed that up too. Um, he he just when he was out there just was not was not great. He had some moments, you know, in Florida and then uh, midweek as well versus Florida A and M. And I was hoping that hey, that was going to be the corner turn. That's where he was going to kind of figure it out. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm getting a little bit more pessimistic there. I'm not as down at, on Sloan's game yesterday as you were. Um, yes, he had the two turnovers, but he did get four assists. Uh, he was two or four from the field, uh, hit one of his free throws, um, you know, got four assists. So I, I think that Sloan may end up having to be the answer there. I agree. I don't think Cardi can be the lead guard for an entire game. He can do it for stretches. But at the end of the day, I I truly think this, and maybe this is a bigger issue, even than saying identity and roles and all that type of stuff. Um, But when I look at every game this year, and especially the games we've lost, I look right to our two-point field goal percentage. Yeah, there's there's nothing else you need to look at. I mean, we missed so many fucking layups yesterday and bunnies. It's just you can't win basketball games. Yeah, I mean, Fan was tweeting about it at halftime. I think we were 2 of 16 from 2, and a lot of those were bunnies. You really don't have to look anywhere else. I mean, make your f- fucking shots, and we win that game. Yeah, Xavier Sneed was 1 of 4 from 2. McCall Mayween was 3 of 9 from 2. Antonio Gordon was 1 of 2 from 2. Cardi was one, oh, uh, 1 of 6. He was one of six from two-point range. I mean, and almost all of his, he was going to the rim. Um, Mike McGurl was one of two uh, from two. Sean Williams, 0 for two. Dejuan Gordon, uh, three of seven. So that that's like the biggest thing for me. I, I mean, people point to our three-point shooting. Yeah, it sucks. It's 30%. But guess what? It wasn't great last year. When we got to the rim last year, we made our layups. We had Dean who was making those long two point shots and even Xavier Sneed and McCall Mayween, they were able to when teams were zoning us, cut into the middle and hit that mid range jumper. That's the biggest difference this year. I know with the way basketball's evolving, it's sexy to hit all your three point shots and all that type of stuff. And I'm not sitting here saying, Hey, that's not a problem and I'm not saying not knowing our roles isn't a problem. I'm not trying to minimize any of these very <clears throat> real problems. But it is astonishing how 
many missed layups and uncontested or wide open two point jump shots under miss again. I don't know that, 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 that just had me so pissed off yesterday. And I think that if any of the, if you start getting layups drop and if you start getting some of these two point shots to drop, I think a lot of these perceived issues all of a sudden become a little bit more palatable because instead of scoring 65 in the game, you're scoring 78, you know, yeah. it just, and you're right. Ugh. There's really nothing else to look at. You just got to make your shots. I just don't know. Like you, I look, I say that, that we have a, I don't know, maybe this is extreme, but I say that we have a talented enough squad, you know, to make the tournament. And I believe that, but talented players make shots. Talented players make their bunnies. I mean, we have been missing shots all year. And this has been a problem for this team. I mean, we just don't shoot very well. Um, and that's not going to win us a lot of games. So, I don't know. Maybe we need to get some time in the gym. Barry Brown fucking put 5,000 shots up last year, and you could see the difference. He would ne- literally never miss a two-point shot. It was ridiculous. Maybe maybe we need to get our guys in the gym more. I, I really don't know what it is because I think that we were in position enough last night to make shots, enough easy shots, that – we could have won the game. I mean, I see people shitting on Bruce, and it's like, fix the offense. And it's like, I mean, what do you want him to do? He got, We had several open shots last night that we just plain missed. So I don't know. It's it's really frustrating. Yeah, and the thing I come back to again is I look at Xavier Sneed, and he ended up with 11 points, but 11 isn't going to be enough game in, game out. And also, there, I, I can't remember when it was when I looked up. I can't remember if it was halftime or if it was into the second quarter, but it was like he had four points. Yeah. I like it, it took him way too long to get scoring, and like I said, 11 points isn't enough. You can live with the 11 from Mac. You can live with the four from Cartier, or 14 from Cartier Jada. You're going to take the 10 from Dejuan Gordon, but we were all talking about how if this team was going to reach the levels we hoped, that either Xavier Sneed or Cartier Jada were going to have to live at that 18, 19 point mark. And that's almost where the difference is. When you're trying to allocate points, uh, you, you got to think with the way this team plays defense, 78 points is going to win you, you know, almost every game. 75 points is definitely going to win you almost every game you play. And the fact that you're looking at Xavier Sneed late in that game, still sitting around that four or five points. Uh, and I, I'm looking at it. He, yeah. Of his 11 points, I think six of them came from free throws. Yep. Like, yes, you like seeing him hit his free throws, but, dude, I mean, you're you're the alpha dog. You're supposed to be, at least, and you took nine shots. You ended with 11 points, and six of those came from free throw. That's not going to do it. And, uh, again, you know, these are these are college guys playing a, playing a game, and I, I understand that in the grand scheme of things, none of this matters. But it is frustrating to see – uh, throughout Xavier Sneed's career, how great he can be. And I don't know, maybe maybe it just kind of comes back on us for expectations when he was always able to do that as a fourth guy right? and not he, understanding how much of a toll it takes to go from four to one. Right. Like, that's the thing. I just don't know who – I don't think we really have a, you know, the guy on this team. I think, you know, Sneed has the talent – to score in bunches, but he's never, ever been the guy that's going to go get us a bucket when we need one um, because he simply cannot create off the dribble. I mean, he just can't create his own shot. He has to be – it's got to be like a D3 or 
you know, it's got to be a jump or two. He's never been a guy that's going to beat a guy and get to the rim. He just, I don't know, he just doesn't have that dribbling ability, and he hasn't, he hasn't fixed it this year. And then Cardi's just too, he's just too much. He's, I don't know. He, again, I mean, the benefits of him being at the one, five assists last night. Um, he's a good. All right, sorry everyone, we were having some issues with uh, with, with the good old Skype, um, and I, I think you were right on when you're talking about how uh, when it comes to Xavier Sneed, he's someone who can't create anything off the dribble. He basically has to be set up by one of his teammates. Yes, um, and and you can't have that as your guy who's going to be either your one or two option. Um, is so? Do you think it's and again, we I say as simple as, but do you think it's as simple as, hey, Cardi's going to have to be the guy and he's going to have to, you know, increase his efficiency and then you're going to have to depend on uh, whether it be Montavious Murphy or Dejuan Gordon to become, you know, either number two or number two A to B to take some of that pressure off Xavier Sneed so he can get back to kind of that catch-and-shoot guy or throw him alley-oops to the rim? I mean, definitely somebody else is going to have to step up. There's, I mean, there's not a team in the country that is really going to be able to rely on two guys um, like we're trying to do right now. Um, because, I mean, somebody asked me last night if, like, you had in a last shot scenario, who are you going to give it to? And for me, it's Cardi. But, I mean, I don't have faith in really anyone right now to be a, as a go-to scorer. Um, you know, last year or last year we had three and that's typically what it takes. You have to have a third score step up to kind of ease the pressure on the top, the top scores on the squad. And it, it helped, it gives them a little more breathing room to kind of <clears throat> play their game. And I don't know, we just don't have that right now. And somebody's going to have to step up. Or we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, man, it, Oh yeah, it's, it's not great. You, you got to hope that things start to turn out because I don't know. And, and again, time has shown that it will, we'll find a way to do it. Right. But it's just, it's just frustrating that we've had these opportunities. And then especially what was frustrating last night is I thought it was a very good, not quite great, but very good crowd. And you could tell that they yeah. wanted so badly just for a moment to get into it and just go nuts. It reminded me so much of that home Iowa State game last year Ugh. where it, w- it was a sellout last year. Um, Iowa State couldn't miss from three. We never quite got, you know, the lead, and we never quite could stay in touch. Every time we would make a run, they would go on one to answer. And it just and it just kind of sucks because it's like we, everyone's been waiting for that marquee home non-conference game for so long, and you have over eleven thousand people in in the building, and you can't ever let let the atmosphere take over, and, I, and that just uh, that killed me. Yeah, there was a couple times where it tried to, but they kind of killed it with a timeout. Um, it was frustrating for sure. I don't I don't know. We're gonna you know we can kind of maybe reevaluate a little bit when, you know, Montavious Murphy comes back. I think he'll he'll help a little bit, but I don't know. We're in bad shape if I think we're missing Montavious Murphy that badly. Uh, maybe I'm a little too doom and gloom, but like I said, I don't I'm not throwing in the towel yet for the tournament. I'm just I'm just worried. I'm worried about our guard play mostly cuz 
we're getting absolutely nothing out of our guards aside from, you know, a decent shooting night here and there from Mike McGurl. Um, I don't know. If Cardi's going to be our our primary scoring guard, then I just don't know how we're <laughs> – I think we're in trouble. I think we're in trouble. we got to find that third scorer for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to find a consistent third or if no one is going to – if no one is going to be going off for close to 20 a night, you're going to need, you know, you're going to need more from Mike McGurl. You're going to need more from Antonio or Murphy. Um, because if you're not going to have anyone who's, who's going to consistently be up around that 18, 20 point mark, you're going to need, you know, between five and six guys consistently scoring uh, between 10 and 12, and you can't be getting anything less. And we're just, just not at that. I I do think Cardi can be that primary scoring guard. I I'm not. I I'm do not, too. I, but I like remember when you know remember how much even Jacob Poland struggled when he had to take over the guard duties for the majority of his senior year. I mean, it changes the dynamic of the player. I feel like when he has to be that you know primary ball handler. Um, I just would prefer Cardi off the ball. I mean, I think he can still get assists that way and. I don't know, it just would free him up to think more about scoring. Because, God, when he has the ball at the top of the key, everybody knows what he's going to do. He's going to drive, and he's typically getting himself into trouble there. So I could be wrong, but I think we're going to need something more out of Mike Sloan or, you know, Williams. Yeah, I, you're, you're not wrong, and hopefully it gets there. Um, this has kind of been a or you know, crazy jumbled mess of a game review pod. Um, you know, it just, it just was a frustrating game. Um, especially with how great that night could have been and just le- left you wanting more when you're leaving Bramlage. Um, we're going to migrate away from the, uh, basketball game here in a second. Is there anything else you want to say specifically about the basketball game or are you ready to move on or do you want to make any grand declarations when it comes to the basketball team grand declarations um not really i think yeah i think it'll even out a little bit as time goes on or who knows it could be a nightmare season we've had we've seen bruce have back-to-back just you know tank years so it's not out of the realm of possibility I hope it's not one of those years, but um, I don't know. We need to bounce back pretty quickly because it's getting a little scary. Um, but I had a great time. I I thought the whiteout kind of sucked. It was better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we just don't that, do no, that. No, that We gotta just. We should just do, say, hey, let's just purple out. I mean, well, <laughs> at yeah, that I, point, because we can't I, do it anymore. I get why they wanted to do that, but no, it was it was trash. Um, I just it's never communicated well. Ever. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is unless you. I say I, you just got to put some shitty free T-shirts on every seat, and just that's the best way to do it. I mean. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you, but if you're not going to do that, I don't know what the best way to communicate it is because it was ramped up on social media leading up to the game. Um, I I, I saw it in emails, so yeah. I. I don't know. I mean, it it's not a huge deal. But it's kind of pointless, I feel like, to do that anymore. We haven't had a good one since, you know, for a freaking decade. But I tell you what I love to see is all the new script gear um, on a whole bunch of fans. It looks so good. The Wildcats, 
you know, merchandise script and, and the new uniforms. It's just been – they nailed it. I think they did a really, really good job with that. And also shout-out to the athletic department because I think, and I think this started after I left. They've been giving all ICAT members uh, a free basketball jersey. Yeah, that's and this year's sweet. was the Wildcats one. Again, I think the quality compared to the retail versions of that is – uh, probably disgustingly less than your Nike <laughs> yes, version, yes. but uh, but it is still cool because I mean, uh, seeing all those in the student section was I, I thought that was really cool. And again, I think uh, I think KSAF fans have kind of answered the toll when it comes to this alternate merchandise type stuff and selling it out. So um, hopefully, yeah, I've learned my lesson. The- you got to get it literally that night, or you're screwed. Well, yeah, and I think that's kind of set- setting us up in a position where if that is what fans desire and if that is what fans are going to go after, hopefully retailers will start going more after right. the Nike stuff right. and start migrating away from the trash, other merchandise, which then, Hey, guess what? Nike's revenue goes up because of case and because that happens. Oh, all of a sudden we bring more value to Nike they're going to, dedicate more resources to the university when it comes to merchandise, when it comes to putting us in upper tiers of range. So, hey, you'll see your Oklahoma State buddy wearing a Oklahoma State polo or T-shirt uh, from Nike. And you're like, oh, where's the K-State version of it? Well, guess what? Maybe in a couple of years, if K-State fans keep this up and buying Nike products, maybe they'll actually make that version for K-State instead of just, you know, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas, all the upper tier schools in the Big 12. Right. Um, so hopefully we'll get there. It looked good. Uh, hashtag buy Nike. Um, but uh, B-U-Y, not B-Y-E for the record. Buy yes. Um, so uh, the the biggest piece of news uh, in this. Also, it was my first it, night drinking beer in the Octagon. That was fun. Oh, yeah. How'd you like that? that was, it's great. I mean, I really hope we can do that in football soon. But moving on, moving on. Yeah, moving on. So this uh, and this kind of just shows that football still is the dominant uh, sport for K State fans because even during the game yesterday and all morning, the talk wasn't about the basketball game. It was about the eventual bowl uh, possibilities. It sounded like, um, and nothing obviously is a done deal until it's actually done. But man, it sure last night was sounding like it was going to be K State versus Utah and. The Alamo Bowl. Um, yeah. When you were under that impression, how excited were you for that, or were were you pretty meh on playing Utah, or what was your uh, thought process when it sounded like that was the direction this bowl game was going to go? Well, at the time, I mean, definitely preferred the Alamo. I'm, I like playing pretty much any team that I haven't seen K State play before, so it really didn't matter who we played as as long as it was, you know. Not a team that we'd seen before. Um, so, I, I mean, I was excited about the prospect of Utah, especially a team that was on the cusp of, you know, college football playoff. They obviously weren't at that quality, even though I feel like they've been absolutely hosed by the committee. But, you know, that's neither I, I, here nor there. Uh, I don't actually think they were hosed. Well, I just I feel like it's inconsistent. I mean, yeah, maybe yes, they, they probably deserve to be where they're at. But the other teams the that, that also Virginia. got blitzed – and basically run punished is pretty stupid. But, um, you know, I'm not melting down as hard. I know, obviously, the news has come out that we are going to the Liberty Bowl and probably facing Navy, which I think is kind of exciting. Um, 
it's, it's a team we've never seen before that are unique. They run a weird triple option, um, which will be honestly annoying to try to defend. But at this point, it's like, you know, it's the it's the Bulls' choice, and if we would have played better, and if we would have beat West Virginia, or um, sorry, my girlfriend's washing the dishes. I'm gonna migrate a little bit. Um, where was I, Scott? If we beat West, we beat West Virginia, Virginia we're probably you know, if we earn, bowl or... it, it comes down to us earn a better bowl. And although I think our resume is pretty much better than those other teams that we're in the same boat with, it is what it is. Um, at, at the end of the day, it's down to the Bulls to select who they want to who they want, and we'll play we'll play who we got to play. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think. Uh... I mean, shit, it's better than playing Texas A&M in fucking Texas somewhere. I, I disagree with you. Um, <laughs> I I actually think playing Navy or any of the triple option teams is, like, one of the worst possible things that could happen. Because instead of, uh, <laughs> yeah, at least as a defense, for a fucking prepare, triple option yeah, forever. preparing for a triple option instead of at least similar type of offenses you've seen throughout the year, uh, especially when you talk about, talk about, hey, you have all these young guys that are getting more reps during – Bowl, uh, bowl prep than they did during the regular season. Well, I mean, sure, if you're completely ignoring the fact that you're playing Navy. And we don't know how Chris Kleiman is going to treat bowls. This is going to be something 100% unique for him. He's never been on a coaching staff or in a position where they're prepping for a bowl game. Um, he could just say, hey, you know what? It's not a New Year's Six bowl game. It's not a prestigious bowl game. It's not a, uh, you know, we're not ranked. It's not like it's going to be you know, 10 wins isn't on the table. He might just say fuck it and not even practice the triple option until two weeks or two days before the game and use it just basically almost as like a second spring practice, which is kind of the rumors of how Bill Snyder treated uh, the lower tier yeah. bowl games. Um, that's the case, then uh, we probably are going to give up 150 points. <laughs> I, uh, and I hope I hope that's not it. I like winning bowl games. It hasn't happened uh, in K State's you know you know history as much as you wish it could. That that always used to be something that opposing fans could try to troll you over. Is oh hey you have all these great seasons you don't win bowl games. Ultimately, doesn't matter a ton. But I I'd like to win it. I I, I would too. I don't know. I and I and I always like Army better than Navy. So you know. Go Cats beat beat Navy. Hey, we've won two bowl games in a row. I think we lost like five straight, though, which was not great. Other than that, we were like 50-50. We just traded every year. But I, I wait, tell you. Have we really won two in a row? Two in a row, right? I mean, we didn't go to one last year, but we won. We beat UCLA and A&M back-to-back oh, years. Yeah, I guess right. But we got, our, we got stomped like five straight years, so that was pretty annoying. But, yeah, go, I mean, beat Navy, I think it'll – I, I don't think there's any way Chris Kleiman is going to phone it in. I mean, that dude is way too competitive to be to to look past any game. I I truly believe that. But um, yeah, uh, it, it is. I mean, I say yeah, it's fine, but it is kind of annoying. I would have definitely preferred the Camping World Bowl. Um, that would have been fun. You know, we haven't been to Florida, so I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, well, let's just get maybe to nine he is wins. Ranked. Yeah, that's Navy true. Navy is ranked, and Navy's probably, if they beat Army, going to be 10-2. and two. Um, You know, it's, it's 
It's gonna. It's a bowl game, man. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like it's not a New Year Six. It's not the CFP, so it really doesn't fucking matter that much. But let's get to nine wins. I'm all for getting to nine wins and and laughing at the teams that can't. So. Yes, I agree with you. If if we win that bowl game, and if uh, you know if Iowa State just so happens to lose, and if uh, Oklahoma State just so happens to lose, and Texas just so happens to lose, then. All of a sudden, we get a lot of uh, a lot of laughs in at the end of bowl season, but we'll see what happens. Um, let's quickly, just real quick, talk about how the college football playoff shook out. Um, we didn't anticipate uh, Utah absolutely getting demolished. I did. Uh, made it. I said well, they would yeah. get slapped. <laughs> well, yeah, and I picked Oregon as well. But um, I, I, I think when I originally had thought we were going to chat about this. Yeah. Uh, the college football playoff, there'd be a little controversy. I don't think there's any controversy. I don't personally see how you can look at how this season went and rank the teams yeah, one through four any different. I agree. I think it's 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 right. I mean, I think they pretty much gotten the playoff right every single year, um, except for maybe the TCU year. I feel like we got the hosed Ohio a bit. State but ended up winning. Exactly. They ended up winning it. I mean, so, Ohio State was really fucking good that year. Um, so they kind of got it right, I guess, but. Um, I, I agree. Uh, the people that are trying to, it's insane. It's so insane that after Georgia can take an L like that, that there's still people, you know, albeit a small percentage, but people lobbying for them, you know, to get in as, as at the fourth spot. It's crazy. It's, but I think they nailed it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just think, I think Georgia got, a lot of a lot of love this year and i don't think it was very warranted so the fact that that was even like a conversation is annoying but you think oh he's gonna break their streak no, i think i think it'll i think lsu will win and i think ohio state will win um i mean i i got I, was, a, I got a feeling about clemson man i mean that's fine i know you have family that are there but i i don't know we'll don't see know. they and just I, haven't been, lost in like a million years and they still got so much talent. I wouldn't so lose in a talent. million years if I was playing a bunch of, you know, trash teams. I mean, the ACC, the Boston College went 500 in the ACC, and they lost by, like, 24 at home versus KU. The ACC is it's literally terrible. a yeah. trash conference. I agree. There is pro- there's probably at least 20 to 25 teams who could have taken Clemson's schedule and gone undefeated. Um, I legitimately think K-State is 12 and 0 if they had. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I don't buy who, that. But uh, who, who on who on that schedule do we lose to? We're not losing to A and M. No, no, no. no. Not yeah, losing to lose South A&M. Carolina. We might lose to Virginia. Not, not, we might lose to not Virginia losing Tech. to Virginia. No, I don't think. Yeah, probably not. But um, I don't know. Does, God, this it doesn't matter. I I'm going to because me running my mouth and saying stuff has never backfired on me. Yeah, never. Um. I think Case A would be twelve and zero with Clemson's schedule. There, All I right. said it. I said it. That'd be um, nice. Let's go to the ACC then. Yes, it will. Um, I think that's. I mean, that that's really all I had on the outline that I didn't actually make. It was just the outline in my head. Um, I think we will be coming to you guys midweek uh, with something. I'm not sure what it is yet, but you know, we're we're uh, we're in bowl prep. I have no idea. I have no idea how Chris Kleiman's going to handle it. I don't know if there's going to be press conferences. I don't know how much news is going to leak out uh, about practices, so I don't know how much football talk we'll have. I know K-State plays, I think, on Monday or Tuesday. Um, We'll talk about the basketball game. 
We'll probably try to do a little mini preview, at least talk about how they're going up to New Jersey to play uh, Mississippi State, and that's going to be another good game. And uh, we'll be coming back to you guys again after that Mississippi State game, hopefully talking about uh, getting back on the winning track. Um, That'd be nice. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think we'll probably have to do a holiday themed Q and A here in a little bit. We will bring you guys a full preview episode before we play Navy on uh, New Year's Eve, um, and then I think we'll try to give you guys a full review after New Year's Eve as well. Um, so be on the lookout for those episodes. Um, and yeah, I think we'll have a good time going into the holiday season, leading into Big Twelve hoops and. Uh, then eventually after basketball season, we won't have to record on Sundays because uh, Grant doesn't like it very much. <laughs> Are you going to the St. Louis game? I will be at the St. Louis game. Um, Should we get another table? Yeah, we. I, I think we'll uh, talk a little bit off pod, but I think folks should start be uh, keeping their ears to the ground. I think we might try to do something near power and light before the K-State game down there. I don't know if it'll be at Johnny's or maybe that pizza place that we hung out with the KSO guys. Yeah, we need to figure because, out a spot because it gets crowded as hell. We can yes, try to do something yes, better next time. Yes, very crowded. But that's all I got. We love you guys. Um, hey, you know, following the sports team it isn't always uh, doesn't always go like the way you want it to. But you know what? Uh, there's definitely worse things. In the world. That's what makes the highs better. You know. Yes, it does, and I and I love it. I love college football, love college basketball, um, and I love the Boneheads. So I think I'm going to stop rambling. Grant, give your signature line, and uh, we can get out of here. You know, we're also we're eight games into this basketball season. we got a lot oh, of season left. D- yes, timeout. Hey, just for the record, d- not jumping ship, not melting down. Fans can do it. I've been there. I'm not – again, I, I try not to tell folks uh, what they should and shouldn't be doing um, and – because I don't melt down anymore, it brings some uh, folks, uh, you know, the chance to try to dig up old tweets. I don't run away from my old tweets. I talk to Bruce Weber to his face about it. So um, the weird group of people on Twitter who seem obsessed with bringing that type of stuff up and, yeah, you know, and I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get myself in trouble again. But you know what? I, I Folks, you melt down if you want. I've been there before, but it's a lot more fun when you don't. And, you know, more times than not, they'll turn it around. So I agree. Meet me at the Cathead. Dashing through the snow. 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 Dashing through the Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Or the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells and bottling, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleigh song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle, jingle, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle, 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 and soon Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. The horse was Lena.
Misfortune seemed his We got into a drifted bank and then we got upset. Upset? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jing, jing, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle jingle bells, 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 jingle Podcast Network.